the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And now, we return to the purveyors of real estate knowledge. Your Real Estate Chalk Talk. Hey, welcome back to the program. This is Your Real Estate Chalk Talk with the Hitner Group. HittnerGroup.com. H-I-T-T-N-E-R Group.com. With Caldwell Banker Realty, 612-627-8000. That's the big phone number. That's the one everybody's calling to get that good free initial consultation with no cost and absolutely no obligation. All right, we're speaking with Jeff Johnson here. We're talking about mediation and divorce. We're in divorce season right now. And uh, the big month is coming up January, going to knock them down. Right. People coming in, just exploring what their options are, trying to work out an agreement in the meantime uh, of how they're going to settle. What are, what are uh, we talk about kids. In the last segment, you talked about three pillars, really. Yep. It was money, kids, and spousal maintenance, right? Yep. Let's talk about kids. What is define kids? Yeah. Right? Because lots of times people have children and they've got they're past 18, but they still have some obligation with those with the as a family. Mm-hmm. Right. Help get those kids through college and pay for weddings and all of that kind of future obligation stuff. How is that worked out? Yeah. I think the key word is obligation. So your legal obligation is until your children emancipate. And emancipation is 18 years of age or graduates from high school, whichever's later. Okay. And so at that point in time, your legal obligation ends All right. uh, at that point in time. Then it becomes your basically what you want to contribute to the kids mm. above and beyond there. So most of the time, once the kids are, are emancipated, they are now adults, then it's you're kind of left to figure out with your parenting partner um, on who, how much you're going to, you know, fund for weddings and different things that happen along the way. All right. So it's been my experience with we do a, we do a lot of divorces. You know, half the people get divorced. So obviously, the real estate we get involved in a lot of divorces. You hear all the war stories, <clears throat> and you've got people who 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 have kids that are college age, and they and and they want to. Uh, fund it and and help them get established and stuff because that is their obligation. One side will feel that. Attorneys get involved and it's suddenly like they don't want to talk about them anymore. It's just not Mm. part of the conversation anymore. And if you try to bring that in to the conversation, it's almost like they shut it right out. They don't don't want to hear about why is that? Yeah, you know, like I said, their obligation is they don't have an obligation to fund them. But in mediation, we do talk about you know, your legal obligation to fund, but also what do you guys, where are you at as far as funding college goes? Mm-hmm. Because you can put uh, provisions in your divorce decree that talks about how you'll fund college. If you do that, then you're obligated to that. Okay. If you're silent on it, it's not in there, you're not legally obligated. Then it's just more of an agreement saying, yes. hey, can right. we agree that we're going to share costs or can we agree? But then that you know, has no teeth. 
<clears throat> has no teeth. So, no. so can't you then take? So you have this pool of marital assets, mm-hmm. and you can say, okay, we're gonna we're gonna divide these marital assets in this method, but we're gonna take some of these marital assets prior to division. Yep. And we're gonna put them in this fund over here. Yes. And it's a set aside to to fund this activity that we've both agreed upon is our obligation as a family. Yes. To fund weddings and so forth. And then what's left is the amount that gets split. Is that a reasonable approach to Yeah, it? sometimes mm-hmm. that does happen. And sometimes if it is a spousal maintenance type case, a either the husband that is is going to be paying the wife or the wife paying the husband a spousal mm-hmm. maintenance, the person that's paying, it's a lot easier if you're going to fund a college then you're going to fund your ex-spouse. Uh-huh. So oftentimes we have conversations about money's going to go into there so that they know that you know once the kids uh once they do divorce then the college is going to be funded going forward. Uh, it won't be coming to them, but they they won't have that future expense coming then either. Mm-hmm. So is that then on top of the spousal maintenance? So if someone's going to I'll pick a number out of the air. So so it's like okay, we figured out that spousal maintenance is going to be four thousand dollars a month, and we'll talk about how that's derived at in a minute. But it's four thousand a month, and then and then because one one or another isn't maybe working or has a uh, not quite as a high paying job or something like that, so there's a deficiency. Otherwise, there wouldn't be a need for spousal maintenance. Um, so that uh, now we're going to put this money in the in the fund for the kids. Well, who's putting the money in there? Number one, first of all, and secondly, if I'm putting a thousand dollars a month in that fund or five hundred, whatever, it, does that mean now I'm paying thirty five hundred a month for spousal maintenance? I, is there a reduction there somehow, or so that, she, or is it just like, well, you know, that person gets their money and then I I have to pay it. Now I get to do this too. So spousal maintenance is actually a really easy calculation because what we end up doing is taking and creating two budgets, one for each of them on forward-looking on what their expenses are going to be in the future. Mm-hmm. Then we take their individual incomes and put it over the top of that to see if there's a shortage on one side of the person that needs that money and an overage on the other side. And as we create the budgets, we look at whether or not there is college funding in those budgets. All right. So if there's college funding on this budget, the person that is going to be receiving some, then it's already included in there. Mm-hmm. If it's not going to be included in there, the other person's going to pick it up. They could have less spousal maintenance, and then they're going to be funding the college on this side. So it all depends on how those budgets are structured. You said it's pretty easy. You do two budgets. I, I would disagree because that budgeting process is where the problem where every the problem is because now Patty. hey I need to, oh I need this and this and this and now your budget you're coming in with a budget of ten thousand a month and you've never lived on that in your entire life That's so bull- so that is the difficult part the easy part is say something you know financially it's you got the two budgets mm-hmm. you got the income to figure it out is fine the difficulty mm-hmm. lies in what is that budget. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's where the conversation in mediation is talking about, you know, making sure, because I do 200 to 250 divorces a year and I'm doing spousal maintenance in many of those cases. And so I'm looking at budgets all the time mm-hmm. on what's realistic and what is it, because uh, budget should be what do you need, mm-hmm. not what you want. Right. Okay. So what, how much does lifestyle play into that budget? So, I, be, you know, so... Keith is married and, you know, they have a lifestyle that is running at X and now they're getting divorced. Is there a lifestyle thing in there or is it just like, hey, you need this for food and shelter and 
clothing. Uh, that, that is one of the things that I wish I could take out of the statutes altogether is I'm used to the lifestyle I was accustomed to while I was married. Right. Because I have to explain you were in one home before. Right. Now you're going into two homes. And both you're people not, can't have the same lifestyle. You're not going to have the lifestyle again. Yeah. Neither one of you are going to have that lifestyle again. So it's that, you know, bringing <clears throat> them back to reality that – that is not going to happen. So mm-hmm. we got to figure out because there's a finite amount of money mm-hmm. and there's these expenses that need to get paid, and you're both going to have to share in that pain. Mm-hmm. With uh, with the uh, maintenance, now we talked about how it was determined. Sometimes there's, you know, the, most of the time there's a house. Someone maybe wants to buy, I'll buy you out. How has interest rates, how the increase in interest rates impacted that ability? Big time, because you, when we were... When interest rates are were reducing, it was advantageous to refinance the home, get cash out of there to pay the equity. The other person that was not keeping the home, their half of the equity of the home, it was great. And then they would get a, a lower interest rate mm-hmm. when they refinance. Now, with interest rates going back up, I'm seeing people hang on to the homes longer, and especially when there's kids, and so they're, they're going to jointly own that home and sell it in the future possibly mm-hmm. and then split the equity at that point in time. Or we're looking at dipping into retirement incomes or um, assets retirement pay assets off over here. pay off over there. So we have to look at different ways to kind of get that equity certainly out. certainly complicates the scenario. Complicates right? it. It's much more difficult now. Well, anytime you try to forecast into the future you know, and, and have an agreement today on a future event that may or may not happen, it's problematic, uh, both from a budgeting and spousal maintenance standpoint, because you can set your spousal maintenance and uh, one or the other gets a different job and all the numbers kind of blow up. How often can you go back to the well on that and revisit that? Depends if it's, so spousal maintenance can either be modifiable or non-modifiable in the divorce decree. So some people want to set them out and they don't want to have to worry about it and it becomes non-modifiable. Others are going, well, there could be some changes in the future. We're going to leave it as modifiable. So if there's a change in circumstances, we can come back and renegotiate Mm -hmm. then based on either new incomes or other expenses. Um, And so I do a lot of that post-decree work after things happen where somebody get a new big job, Somebody loses a job. Or wins the lottery. Or wins the lottery. That's a problem. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Wins the lottery is going to be different okay. because that's going to be a non-marital asset that happened afterwards, and it's not going to be a source of income that's going to happen okay. necessarily for them right away. What do you typically recommend in terms of modifiable or non-modifiable? And why don't we hit that in the fourth segment because you should bring us out right now based yep. on time. Yes. Again, we're talking with Jeff Johnson. Johnson-mediation.com nice is job. the best place to start out. And his phone number? And his phone number is 612-770-4895. I'm reading Calvin's elementary yeah. uh, handwriting. That was per- that's perfect it. penmanship. Johnson-mediation.com. Our website is hitnergroup.com. You're listening to Real Estate Chalk Talk. Give us a call, 612-627-8000. That number again is 612-627-8000, and we'll be right back. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.